This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A, 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 a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down the sideline. Into the end zone. From the offseason, through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one giant, giant step. step. All right, welcome into one giant step. That's right, the luscious pipes you're hearing is that of Sean Morish. Back with you again. All right, before we get into the news and why I'm here, the Giants hiring a defensive coordinator in Shane Bowen, just kind of kind of further lay out the offseason. My uh, partner in crime, Bryce Gelman, who had picked up steam during our Friday episodes of One Giant Step the entire second half of the year, he will be with you every single week on One Giant Step. So if you subscribe, download, everywhere podcasts are available, free on the Odyssey app, go check out the WFA and YouTube page. You're going to get a lot of Bryce Gelman this offseason, which I think is a great thing. Great young Giant fan in the company. He would not be here without my approval. And frankly, it's a bit of a relief for me. OK, uh, I've been coming with you for two full years every single week, even weeks I was on vacation and we've kind of carved out a little plan this offseason when there is giant news or we need to preview some serious news, free agency, draft, all that fun stuff that comes with you. I'm going to be with Bryce every single week, who's both going to produce and co-host the show on what I deem to be off weeks. You're still going to get a podcast and it's going to come from Bryce. So everybody got to get it good. And then, of course, in the season. We keep churning them out, and we have a good time. So I appreciate all of our listeners, our followers. I know this wasn't a great giant year. And frankly, I know it was an easy year as far as if you hopped aboard the podcast. Who was co-hosting when? Paul wasn't with us this year. I did a lot of solo, and then Bryce came along. So things have been choppy, but hey, man, full steam ahead. We had a good close to the year, and now Bryce is here to help out throughout the entire offseason. I bring in Bryce now. Hello, young man. As I continue to call you, young man, how are you doing, buddy? I'm good, Sean. It's uh, it's a pleasure to have you back. Uh, last week was was great, but uh, you know, feels more normal. Feels uh, more uh, more like how it's supposed to. Yeah, uh, we're co-hosting here. It it feels more eh, if you will. Uh, again, you can follow me at Sean Morch at Bryce Gelman. All right, a couple of things we want to get into before we get into the defensive coordinator madness. As I kind of uh, dug through what I can dig through here to figure out to give you really like a take, right? Because let's be real. If you're turning on this podcast, you want some insight into a freaking defensive coordinator. And, you know, I, I could pretend like I knew every single one of Shane Bowen's calls all I can, uh, but that's just, that's not the case. So I'm going to give you what I can 
thoughts overall, big picture. But because it is Super Bowl week, we are going to see Giants players, some of which I'm sure speak at Radio Row and, and make appearances because that's what all NFL players do at this time. Bless you. Bless you. Sneezing up a storm. All right. Saquon Barkley made the round. Exactly. What a start. Saquon Barkley made the rounds on Monday, uh, including an appearance on first take, where he reiterated that his goal is to still be, you know, once a giant, always a giant, finish his career with the Giants. Which was refreshing to hear because when we last heard Saquon, it sounded like basically, if you're going to tag me, yeah. tag me already, but it didn't exactly sound positive. I don't know. I, I don't have the stomach to go through a whole offseason of arguing with people, frankly, about what's right, what's wrong with Saquon Barkley, because it feels like we yeah. do this every year. I've been doing it every year with the draft, uh, Bryce. But, man, the way I, I sit at it is, I, tell me what we're doing at quarterback. And you can't tell me that because you can't give away your hand. And there's a million different ways, and this is not the podcast for that as far as what the Giants do. If the Giants really going to run this thing back with, like, Daniel Jones and insert Jacoby Brissett as their injury replacement and Tommy DeVito's hanging around, I, I'm sorry, I don't I don't feel the need to pay Saquon Barkley 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 million dollars on a contract this year per year for an extended period of time. If you're telling me I'm going to have a rookie quarterback here that you bring in and you think he's going to play significant minutes, I'm okay with Saquon Barkley making decent money, not Christian McCaffrey money, for two, three years. And I think, and I hope, that that's kind of the way Joe Shane, uh, you know, approaches using this chess piece here, Bryce. I agree with that. I mean, I, something I said last week is that, like, yes, we understand what Saquon brings to this team. We understand what he has been for the Giants since he was drafted in 2018. But a part of me wants to see what the Giants can do without it. Like, like being able to find... A, a solid option that isn't Matt Breida, who could back him up if they want to bring him back. Or if they don't bring him back, they actually draft a running back who could fill his shoes somewhat. Obviously not going to be anything like he was in 2018, drafting him second overall. But the Giants need to learn how to live without Saquon Bart. Like, it's enough, I feel like, you know, uh, we talked about it a hundred times in this podcast. It's unfortunate that the running back market is the way that it is right now. I, I, I think... I, all Giants fans can appreciate Saquon for being as upstanding of a Giant and as upstanding of a member of the community as he has been even yeah. right now. It's a tough situation, and he hasn't gone behind you know the team's back. He hasn't he hasn't talked you know what to the media. Like he's kept it sane. He has kept it respectful. Even now, like we we have, we know nothing right now. We we know just what he said, and what he said is the fact that you know him. And Joe Shane and his representatives are going to speak at the Combine. It doesn't sound too promising, but he is sitting here continuing to say that he wants to be a giant for life. Like, what do we do to deserve this guy? He is he's, he's great. a great guy. Injuries aside, the, the amount of games that he's missed aside, he has been a, a great member of the New York Giants. And I wish him luck if the Giants do decide to move on. I'd like to see him back. But there is a part of me still that would like to see the Giants learn how to live without him, learn how to thrive. With it, with a younger running back, do what every other team does. Look at all the teams that have won recently. Yeah. They've done it with guys that are young that weren't drafted really high up in the draft five, six years ago. It's enough. It's enough at this point, Sean. I, I completely agree. And look, that's kind of like the pain of Eric Gray getting hurt this year. You know what is he? But I, I still think you could put together a tandem. And again, when everybody panicked, and I'm not trying to say that next year is a Super Bowl team, 
when Tiki Barber retired after 2006. They had Brandon Jacobs in a seventh rounder named Ahmad Bradshaw, and they figured it out. I'm sorry, run games are there. All right, but the real reason we're here and we're doing this pod, breaking news on Monday, came down late Monday, the Giants have finally hired a defensive coordinator. This after the Jordan Renan report that the Giants, you know, top two choices were gone. They hire Shane Bowen from the Tennessee Titans. All right, my initial gut reaction before I bounce everything off Bryce and get his reaction. The Giants were basically down to making a decision. Either they were going to hire Shane Bowen, who was formerly with Tennessee, worked underneath Mike Vrabel for the last three years as a play caller on the defensive side. He was the only candidate left that had actual defensive coordinator experience and called plays. Otherwise, they would have been elevating somebody, whether it was the linebackers coach in Kansas City, uh, Jerome Henderson here in New York, somebody from a positional grouping with no uh, experience. I don't think that necessarily experience versus no experience would have been how I determined who got the job. But just strictly sitting back here and viewing it, you know, I I think the team needs less questions and more answers. So if that means an offensive-minded head coach who's already bringing back Mike Kafka can hand the keys over to somebody who has for three years called plays, I guess that makes me feel better. Now, as far as what actually Shane Bone brings to the table, I'm going to give Nick Falato a lot of credit here, him of Big Blue Banter. He does a great job. It's another podcast I listen to plenty. He went through a lot of these metrics. Uh, basically it's apples and oranges to compare what the Giants personnel is to what the Titans are in terms of players. I actually think the, the cupboard's a little more deep here with the Giants and what they built up under Wick Martin in the last couple of years and what the Titans have had, but it is still the guy who runs a three, four defense. The Titans last year, and what was not a great defense defense ranked first in, um, touchdown red zone, uh, red zones, red zone touchdown. Yeah. So they, they were very good at holding teams to field goals. Or failing, which I think is great. Um, they saw increases in their EPA per play. They were middle of the pack in points per game, yards per game. So clearly Shane Bowen wasn't running a crap defense. Um, the one big takeaway, and you know, I'm seeing Titan fans come in, you can see this. They are not a team, the Titans were not a team that blitzed a ton. And, you know, that could have to do with not trusting corners and safeties on the back end. But where Wink Martindale would dial up so many specific blitz packages, we saw Jason Pinnock coming in a ton, stuff like that. Uh, maybe the Giants now are going to blitz significantly less. The, the Titans love to get after it with their front four. Well, guess what? The Giants are going to have to add another edge rusher if you don't trust Aziz Ojolari and why should you should stay healthy. But this should still be a defense where Kayvon Thibodeau eats. And frankly, Jeffrey Simmons was a beast in the middle, a defense where Dexter Lawrence eats. So I guess my main takeaway would be this feels like more of a safe hire than anything. It feels like a hire where I'm not necessarily panicked that the defense is going to go take an enormous step back, but I, I'd be lying if I told you, oh my God, this looks like an unbelievable home run hiring. It's going to be wait and see. But nonetheless, he's still a 37-year-old coach, not some kind of old grizzled guy who feels like he could butt heads with Brian Dable. Uh, and frankly, at this time, it looks like he's going to talk to a couple of the Titans assistants that worked underneath him. Uh, and there's a a great guy to learn underneath like he did with Mike Vrabel, defensive-minded head coach. Overall, Bryce, look, I-, I can't sit here, put my balls on the floor and tell you, what an unbelievable hire. But on first glance, I'm not ups- I'm not upset today as a Giant fan. And frankly, I'm glad that they got this over with. It's just like, are you concerned at all with, with, with how this went down? With their two options not no. deciding to come to the Giants? And there was, you know, there were reports earlier today of the Giants couldn't make decision because their their top two guys were afraid to to join a team that had high expectations coming off a down year last year. They didn't want to look so negatively uh, 
as a defensive coordinator. You could you could say that, or you could look at it from you know the Pat Leonard perspective and the fact that yeah. Ryan Dable's a problem, and the, the defensive coordinators don't want to be stepped on. You know, they they don't want their toes stepped on by by this lunatic head coach. So I mean, listen, they they got their third guy or fourth guy, whatever you want to say, and it's someone with experience. And, and I think at the end of the day, you could look at at what the you know what the Titans did in terms of red zone defense. You could look at you know how they were middle of the pack, top five run defense the last three years with Bowen. Yeah. As yeah. a defensive coordinator, guys, Giants run man. Giants were awful, awful run defense. You know yeah. they allowed the most rushing defense, rushing touchdowns last year, and they ranked bottom three in, in yards per rush. Something that the Giants, you know, blitz heavy defense like you, you, you allowed the big play. Uh, but it, it's something that what you want to no, say something? No, I was just gonna say like. I'm with you on the run defense, but you mentioned the word right off the bat when you saw that little rant. Like, are you concerned? Here's why I'm yeah. not concerned. Because I'm not. Overall, my biggest, like, fear, if you were to tell me off air, but we're on air, we'll talk about it. Sean, what's your fear with Martindale leaving? That Dexter Lawrence had his two best years under Wink Martindale. We just paid him a boatload of money. He's the absolute best player on the team. But do you hire somebody where just for whatever reason they're changing the technique, everything, whatever, with Dexter Lawrence... And I just, I look at Jeffrey Simmons and to that point, you bring up the run stuff. Like, I think Dexter Lawrence can only even get better as a run stuffer. Yeah. So I'm not. Uh, I also think that when you look at the names the Titans had in the secondary, you know, before they got rid of Bayard at safety, it was kind of yeah. slim pickings. And I know the Giants are going to add another corner here, but I, I, I'm excited about the potential of, of Deontay Banks. And I'm really interested to see what Cordell Flod, is he going to be a boom or bust kind of player here? So I don't think my concern's there, man. I, I Really not. Now, I would be really concerned if Kayvon Thibodeau is constantly dropping back into coverage as a result of this or or something like that. I hope he continues to beat Beast as a pass rusher. But put it this way. This could fail miserably or it could be great. But you know what's a bigger concern? A non-defensive-minded head coach giving the reins to somebody who's never called plays before on defense when you just essentially had a defensive head coach. So... That's why even if things go, nine things go wrong, you've crossed off a 10th thing that ultimately my head coach shouldn't have to worry about this right now, Bryce. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. It's, it's good that you mentioned that because I wanted to bring up the fact that this can easily be a seamless transition, you know, to go from, as you said, a, a guy who called the plays on defense, a guy who, and Wick Martindale is, you know, is this huge figurehead, uh, especially on the team. And like, you, you know, the Giants, you know, Wick Martindale, like he's one of like the main guys as the defensive coordinator, but you bring in another defensive coordinator, a guy with actual experience. The other candidates didn't have as much experience. Right. So I, I think... Listen, this is, again, it's unfortunate that it had to be the Giants' third, fourth choice, but it is a guy with experience. It's a guy who can come in who has led a really solid defense over the right. last the three years. In areas the Giants have been awful in. So, you can, and you can argue he's made a lot of not having much there. You know what I mean? Not that the Titans have no players. Howard Landry's a good player. Jeffrey Simmons is a good player. But it's not like you looked at the Titans and they had some loaded defense. So the fact that he hadn't been a complete disaster, I just, overall, again, Nothing is nothing. I think at this point was going to necessarily excite me, but I'm definitely relieved that it's over, and I'm totally okay and on board with this hire. And now, of course, it's going to come the next step, which is how much influence Bowen will have with Shane and Dable as far as what he's looking for, the type of players he's had. You know, tough, dependable, all that stuff that Dable sells you on. Well, I hope Bowen aligns with that, and I hope that you know they are amendable to. You know, Bowen breaking a tie if they're coming down to two pass rushers in the second round, what guy he actually wants to fit his defense because they were doing that with Wink. It's part of the reason Deontay Banks is here. So, I mean, that whole part of it, I, I just find to be interesting, Bryce. So, from there, look, big box checked off for the Giants here. They get the defensive coordinator. And now, basically, they just had everything happen at the Senior Bowl, the East West Shrine game. We kind of just, you know, tail between the legs the next couple of weeks. We head towards the combine. Uh, I want. To me, I hope after the Super Bowl in the next two weeks, the best possible outcome of a podcast Bryce Gelman and Sean Morris could be doing on one giant step is we find out the Giants have traded for the number one overall pick. I still have a pipe dream oh, that can happen. I still pray for it. I still hope that's drop the that bomb at the end of this podcast and we're not I'm just going to address it. Come well, on. that's my hope. That's my hope because I sit here and I look at the commanders hiring Dan Quinn. I look at the Patriots hiring Gerard Mayo, two defensive minded guys guys you would think aren't really brought in to develop quarterbacks. And my hope is that one of those two teams um, maybe goes like the Russell Wilson route. If the Bears do want to keep the pick, go the Justin Fields route. If not, if the Bears are going to keep Justin Fields or we don't know where they stand on this, I hope that it's the Giants, not the Vikings, not somebody like that that goes with the all-in chess move to make that happen. I pray it happens. I got to look at the date last year that the Bears-Panthers deal happens. But I hope that is when we are speaking to do a podcast here, Bryce. So one thing I'll say, and then and then we'll we'll wrap up here. But like, do you think the Giants can afford to give up the assets yeah. needed yeah. to trade yeah. up yeah. for Caleb? Yep. You think Just that they don't have enough holes to fill? I, Bryce, you know what? I'm gonna make a little do work. You bleep this out. I'm so f- tired of that being the excuse, okay? Because I've argued with Tiki about this plenty. If he's listening to this, he's gonna be laughing. I'm so tired about this being an argument. You know what's a big hole? A quarterback that has two neck injuries in three years. The Texans had a crap ton of holes, and they got the right quarterback in C.J. Stroud, and suddenly those holes are minimized. 
trade up. It's not like you're trading all seven rounds worth of picks. Yeah, okay, you give up a first rounder next year. Ultimately, if you hit the quarterback, it blocks a lot of holes. The Giants traded a ton to move up three spots, essentially, and one ended up being a swap to get Eli Manning. Is anybody complaining about those picks years later? Stop worrying about the misses when you give up holes. Go get your guy and identify your guy. I'm if not they worried do about that. that. If they do that, they go trade up for a guy who turns out to be one of the biggest busts in Giants history, then you will not hear the end of it. And also, why are you bringing in a guy? Sean, 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 why are you bringing in a guy to play behind a god-awful offensive line? Like, like that's the thing. Are you really right. are you really going to go out of your way? Yeah, Bryce. Guess what? After quarterback. That's what? Guess what? Guess what? Right you busted on offensive linemen how many times in the first round? And and you know what? I'm tired. The offensive line, they're going to pick. They're going to sign somebody in free agency and play tackle, whatever it is. They drafted a center in the second round last year, and they still spent the top 100 pick on Josh Azudu, who's coming back. You hope you develop into one guard. You have one of the best left tackles. I know the offensive line wasn't great this year. It was featured a lot of injuries. The offensive line also isn't as ass-backwards as everybody thinks in comparison to the league. It stabilized throughout the rest of the year when Tyree, I know Tyree Phillips got hurt, but when he played a little right tackle, you don't need the lead offensive line. You need an average offensive line. And the Giants are a lot closer to an average offensive line than I think a lot of people care to admit. The Andrew Thomas injury ruined them, and you need John Michael Schmitz to take the next step. That being said, at the time of taping this, I'm going to tip my cap to you, sir. I'm going to watch True Detective and eat some turkey chili on the couch. Enjoy, Sean. Enjoy. All right, you can follow at Bryce Gelman, at Sean Morish. Keep downloading, subscribing to this podcast. We appreciate all of you. Chef's Kitch, kiss, free on the Odyssey apps. Enjoy the Super Bowl, uh, and thanks for taking one giant step up. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 